Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Today is going to be a solo episode, which I know we haven't done in a while, because, uh, fuck, what can I say? Like, I'm popular. <laughs> no, it's just, um, you know, I, I kind of feel like a raging narcissist when I talk at you for a straight hour, but people say that they liked it and they wanted it, so that's what we're doing, okay? It's you and me and all of the people, and today we are talking about modern family. So we're going to be doing blind items on everyone in the cast, but I'm also going to be doing kind of like gossip and lore about the show itself because I did not expect there to be so much drama around this show. And I also find it really fun when I do TV shows and blind items, like, you know, the blind items, for example, when we did the cast of The Office. It's just like, I don't know, you watch a TV show like Gossip Girl and you're like, I'm sure they're all, you know, doing coke in the bathroom and like having sex with each other. And then you look at Modern Family and you're like, hmm, are they doing the same thing? Like, you know, like is Hollywood still Hollywood when you're applying it to people who are kind of older and mature and have been around the block for a little bit so you think they're not making as many mistakes? Spoiler alert, they are. So the blinds for this one are very, very juicy and I love how they span, you know, different... Well, what can I say? It's like the show. It's a modern family. So let's get into a little recap of Modern Family, some fun facts, and then we'll do the blinds. So Modern Family was hailed as kind of like this next great show on uh, ABC, and it spanned for 11 seasons, a really long time. I personally think that they could have ended it a little bit earlier on a high note, but it was just like this show that was just so well-liked by everyone. So it centered on three diverse families. That was kind of their selling point, which is funny because the families were diverse, but I feel like it was such a selling point of the show that looking back on it now, I think they could have made them more diverse. So you had the Dunphy family, which is, you know, Phil and Claire were married with their three kids in this house in the suburbs, blah, blah, blah. That's like, you know, the typical game of life family that you think of in the suburbs. And then you had uh, Jay and Gloria and Manny, and that was both interracial relationship. It was also an age gap relationship. It was also like uh, divorce and, you know, marriage and things like that. And then you had Cam and Mitchell and Lily. And then that was a gay couple. And then they had adopted a baby from Asia. So those were the three families. I loved watching the show growing up because I always thought to myself, which house would I want to live in? You know, you like a nice suburban house. That's cute. But also, uh, Cam and Mitchell had this like glorious, like fairy tale house covered in ivy. And then of course, like Jay was the older guy. He was rich. He had a mansion. So anyway, they had, in my opinion, the best pilot of all time. There's nothing worse than a bad pilot episode when you're trying to get someone interested in a show and you show them the pilot and you're like, oh, like, trust me, like, it gets really good four episodes in. My brother also studied TV and he, like, broke down to me one day why the pilot episode was so good. Go back and rewatch it. It's just a perfect episode. They introduced everyone so well. You know, Phil is like the bumbling kind of idiot suburban dad and Claire is like the type A mom who like runs the house like a ship. Jay is like the older guy. Gloria is like the feisty hot woman at a soccer game. Um, and Cam and Mitchell were adopting Lily. Also, if you watch the pilot episode, now we're going to get into some fun facts. Claire, um, aka Julie Bowen, was actually pregnant in it. So they did all these tricks where she's carrying like cereal boxes in front of her to try to hide it. So that was pretty fun. The show was created by uh, two guys, Christopher Lloyd and Stephen Levitin, if that's how you pronounce it, and it was basically based off of stories from their own family, which I think is really fun, and you can kind of see that come across. Basically, they would swap stories about their family, and they just figured that this could be a good concept for a show. Interestingly enough, it was actually supposed to be called My American Family, and the camera crew, this was like an idea that they had that they ended up not going with. The camera crew was supposed to be run by this fictitious Dutch filmmaker named Gert Flort. And this was going to be someone who was a teenage exchange student that had lived with Jay's family when he was a teenager and had a crush on Claire. And then Mitchell had a crush on him. And then he was going to be the one doing the documentary film style of like the entire show but the producers were like you know what I think this is unnecessary so like let's not do it which you know I think was the right move so let's get into uh some fun facts and drama about the show before we do the blinds 
this is interesting i always i am fascinated by how much money people make in the industry i also feel like this is why you have so many singers who want to get into acting and i think people are confused you know like lady gaga all the way down to selena gomez and harry styles and why are all of these singers trying to get into acting even rihanna had a couple acting roles and people are like what is it like isn't singing just as fun I'm pretty sure, and you know, if you work in the industry, let me know if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you make a lot more bang for your buck if you are acting for a couple hours rather than as a singer going on tour is just like the, that's basically your year. Your year is, or half of your year is basically going around the globe, having to practice all of your routines, having to perform on stage every night. Like you're really working for the money. <laughs> and I think just with some of these episodes, you're on set for a couple hours a day and you're making good money. So let's get into the money. The very first season of the show, um, it really came out of the gate and surprised people. Obviously, it ended up blowing up, but I feel like there's no TV show on Earth where you get paid a bunch in the first season. So in the first season, the adult cast was paid a range, everyone other than Ed O'Neill, because, you know, he kind of had some background to him. But the adult cast was paid a range of $30,000 to $90,000 per episode. Already, I'm like, damn, that's good. So after the season was massively successful, the cast wanted to renegotiate their contracts to get higher per episode fees. And um, they actually had to sue the firm to do that because people didn't want to pay them more. So five of the adult cast members, I'll just say their names for the show, Phil, Claire, Mitchell, Cam, and Gloria, they got this law firm to sue um, 20th Century Fox TV and Ed O'Neill, aka Jay from the show, he was already making like $200,000 per episode, so a lot more than them. But to help them out and help them get their raises, he actually became like a part of their lawsuit. So then all of them were making, I think, um, about 150k to 175k per every episode. So Ed O'Neill actually took a little bit of a pay cut so then that way they could all be making the same amount, which I think is nice, especially when you hear of stories. Like I'm pretty sure the folks from the Friends cast, they all did that too. They were like, we are an ensemble cast. We all need to be paid the same high amount. But then you hear of stories, and I talked about this on my Sex in the City podcast, where Sarah Jessica Parker is like, I absolutely need to be paid more because I'm the star, and that just leads to tension. So anyway, first season, out of the gate, everybody fucking loved Modern Family. Um, everybody called it like the best new sitcom of the fall. It was just like the talk of the town, you know? There was a little bit of controversy around Cam and Mitchell being a gay couple on TV. Not controversy in that way, but basically the LGBTQ community was noticing that in the episodes, Jay and Gloria are kissing and they're affectionate and Claire and Phil are doing that, but Cameron and Mitchell like really are not and what's going on with that. So they actually created a petition demanding that Mitch and Cam kiss on screen. So by the end of the second season, there was an episode called The Kiss where they kiss on, you know, screen, whatever, TV, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, and that was the first time on primetime television that a gay couple had kissed on screen. So they actually broke a record with that. Okay, let's get into some of the fun facts about Modern Family. Uh, Here's what you might not know. In June 2020, uh, the ABC president was talking about maybe doing a spinoff of Modern Family that would be centered around Mitch and Cam. Obviously, they ended up not doing it, but I'd be very curious to know, is that something that you would watch? So I don't know if I would watch it. I don't I don't really know why they would end up going with that. And also, when we talk about the blind items, this, you know, isn't confirmed by ABC, but allegedly um, Alex and Haley, I'm just using their character names, they wanted to do a spinoff as well. Also, my heat came on, so sorry if you hear that. Okay, fun, fun facts. So, Ty Burrell played Phil Dunphy on the show. I loved Phil. I thought he was, like, a fantastic, fantastic character, but he actually almost didn't get the role, and it went to Matt LeBlanc from Friends. But apparently Matt LeBlanc read the script and he was like, this is really good, but I'm not the guy for it. So he gave it to someone else who he thought could do a better job of it, which honestly, that's nice of him because I think Ty Burrell, you know, it's just nice to give somewhere else their start. You're on Friends. You made enough money. So whatever. 
Um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, a.k.a. Mitchell on the show, he said that the relationship between Mitch and Jay was mirrored after his own relationship with his father, which I think is pretty interesting. He said, quote, my dad is very supportive of me, but it's not the easiest thing for him to have a gay son. He continued saying that Jay's response is, quote, another very true voice and a very genuine response for anyone with a gay child. So I thought that's interesting. I think there's a lot of different moments in Modern Family where you see kind of like glee. You see the, uh, you know, real life human actors bringing their own experiences into the plot lines, into the characters, um, things like that. This is an interesting fun fact. So Sofia Vergara grew up in Colombia and she watched Married with Children, which obviously starred Ed O'Neill, who later on plays her on-screen husband as Jay Pritchett and when she was watching the English TV show in Colombia the show had a Spanish-speaking voiceover for Ed's character so when she met Ed she thought that he spoke Spanish and she thought that he was going to sound like Antonio Banderas but then she realized that it was just a voiceover for the show. We have a fun fact about, oh my god, I think his name is Luke, Luke, um, the young boy in the show, Nolan Gould, or Gold is his name, and he plays just like this like dumb boy, this like dumb boy who likes like bugs and rocks and playing outside, very relatable. So in, in the show, he's like not that bright, but he's actually like a certified genius IRL. He has an IQ of 150, and he graduated high school when he was 13 years old. I graduated at 18. I also saw online that he's a member of Mensa, but I have no idea what the fuck that is. I'm assuming, see, like, I'm dumb enough. I don't even know what Mensa is. Let's just assume it's like a smart thing. <laughs> Watch it be like the NRA or something. Whatever. He's a part of Mensa. Um, okay. And then this is the last fun fact. If you like Modern Family, you might be rich as fuck. So there is this um, software out there that basically tracks data on TV viewership to find out who is watching what shows. And they discovered that rich people like Modern Family, basically. So it was the second most popular show among viewers in the 18 to 49 age bracket whose households earn an average annual income over $200,000. So Modern Family was the second most popular show watched by that bracket. And the number one most popular show was The Walking Dead, which is interesting. So let's now get into the blind blinds. So before we go into individual actors and characters, just some blinds kind of about like the group. We had one about one of the producers, Steve Levitan. This was an interesting blind. It says, what do you do if you are the wife of this A-plus list showrunner and you catch your husband in the act of having sex with someone who works for him? You file for divorce despite your husband chasing you down the driveway with his underwear down to his knees. So apparently one of the showrunners of Modern Family allegedly dirty cheating scoundrel. And then we have one blind about Julie Bowen and Ariel Winter, aka Claire Dunphy and Alex Dunphy, <laughs> doing coke together. So this was a blind. It says Emmy Awards. This B-minus mostly TV actress from a very hit network comedy, which by the way, Anytime I say ABC on here, it changes as the blinds go throughout the years because like at the start of Modern Family, nobody knew who these people were. At the end, you know, their star power had raised, whatever. So she was spotted snorting a white powder. She asked if it was Coke and the actress said it was Adderall, probably how she manages to stay under 80 pounds. Her younger actress co-star is trying desperately to lose weight, so she helped herself. All right. Let's now get into the individual blinds. We're going to start with Julie Bowen, who played Claire Dunphy on the show. Okay, this is me post-editing, but something I want to start doing for these episodes is having a little bit of information about who the person actually is before we go into, like, the salacious gossip that may or may not be completely false. So just a little bit about Julie Bowen. Obviously, I think she's best known for playing Claire Dunphy and Modern Family. Um, just some interesting facts. She went to Brown University and she majored in Italian Renaissance studies. Um, so I don't know what the fuck you would do with that other than painting a chapel or I guess, you know, getting into Hollywood or something like that. So she had a recurring role, role as uh, Roxanne Please on the ER. And then she was on the TV series Ed. Randomly, remember how she was Sarah Shepard, if anyone else watched the TV show Lost? So, like, 
Jack Shepard was like the main guy on Lost who was like helping everyone on the island and I think in like flashback episodes she was his wife that was like cheating on him or something like that and then she was also in um Horrible Bosses she was like the wife of one of the Horrible Bosses and she was also cheating on him in that movie too so it's funny that she's typecast as that type of character sometimes. She is also a spokesmodel for Neutrogena. Something that I am probably going to pronounce, but it says here on Wikipedia, she suffers from the cardiovascular condition bradycardia. Her regular heartbeat is below normal, so she has worn a pacemaker since her early 20s, which I had no idea about. Um, she married someone named Scott Phillips. They had three sons. Then they ended up getting divorced. And interestingly enough, she appeared in Fight Song. It was like a pitch-perfect inspired music video, and it was shown at the Democratic National Convention in support of Hillary Clinton. Now, I'm mentioning this because when we talk about the blind items, uh, they actually paint her out to be conservative, which I always find funny how that's like a blind item. Like, can you believe somebody's conservative? I mean, you know, you believe it when the country votes, and I guess 50% of people are. So... Obviously, not a lot of them are in Hollywood. We'll get into the blinds, um, and without further ado, let's talk about the salacious side. So the blinds on Julie Bowen are unhinged, and I love it. Like, that's exactly what I want from my celebrity. I, you know, love Sydney Sweeney to death, but all of her blinds were like, she does charity. I'm like, oh, damn it. Julie Bowen, we have an entirely different genre of blinds, so let's get into it. This <laughs> This is one allegedly about David Spade and Julie Bowen saying this former late night actor from SNL says that he couldn't handle dating this actress most recently seen in a long, long running sitcom because she would be too rough on him during sex and he was scared to be alone with her. <laughs> so, Not very Claire Pritchett. Um, pretty fascinating. This one fucking rocked me. This is a blind allegedly about Julie Bowen and Tucker Carlson. There's a lot of conservative blinds about Julie Bowen. Okay, it says this A-list minus mostly TV actress on a hit network show is going to be really disappointed that she split with her husband, but that married conservative commentator that she has been hooking up with for much of the past year during flights back and forth to NYC is sticking with his wife. So I guess there was a little Julie Tucker affair, allegedly. This one is crazy, and... I don't know if I believe it. Um, I'm going to read you the whole thing because like, you know, even if the blinds aren't real, I eat them up like candy and I just think it's fun to weave an insane story. So let's get into it. It was saying this A minus list, blah, 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 Julie Bowen, Bowen, whatever, confessed over lunch recently that being single again is not what she'd hoped it would be. Quote, this is the longest I've gone without getting laid since I lost my virginity, she said. She then proceeded to list all the guys, married and single, who have asked her out recently. She said they're all looking for a mother or a maid, and that's not her. She then stunned her lunch partner by bragging about the satisfying online video chat sex she's been enjoying recently with strangers. Quote, some even say that I look like that actress on that show, and I tell them I get that all the time, and she laughed. With total horror, her friend asked her why she would risk exposure with something like that. Quote, it's totally safe, and it's not like those things are recorded, right? A facepalm slap later, her friend explained to her that yes, those sessions are often recorded and posted on porn sites. The naive actress suddenly lost her appetite and said she needed to run home to take care of something. The friend paid the lunch tab out of pity for her, so... Here's what I'll say. I don't think that one's true. I really don't. I just think, like, if you're in Hollywood, like, I don't know, you know. But I will say, I do think that celebrities are online a lot more than we think. And I talked about this in my Justin Bieber, Haley Bieber, Selena Gomez episode. You know, Haley Bieber has been caught multiple times liking Selena Gomez fan page accounts and just like accidentally following people involved with all that drama. We also know that Doja Cat had a little bit of like a 4chan Reddit past before she got famous. There's also a bunch of evidence saying that Taylor Swift used to be a 4chan member. So I think for a lot of these celebrities, 
you go out in public and that's the thing you really can't go out in public so i do think that being anonymous online is kind of like a nice relief for celebrities let's just say i would imagine a lot of them to have more alt accounts and presences online than we would think of that being said i remember things were going around where people were like Ghislaine maxwell was a reddit moderator and i'm like she definitely wasn't you know what i mean like i don't think so okay let's continue with julie we had another conservative blind about her saying you wouldn't guess it by looking but this modern family actress is a big donor to conservative causes and is against gay marriage so that's all alleged but what the fuck so anyway we'll continue this a-list mostly tv actress on a hit network got into an argument after the show our actress is a Trump supporter, which surprisingly is not that uncommon on her show. There are at least four on the show who are going to vote for him. Another five won't, and then two will probably blow it off. Anyway, she got into it big time with a Green Party supporter, of all things. <laughs> anyway, I'm really wondering who the Green Party supporter on that show is. Um, okay, now let's switch gears and move over to Sarah Highland, who played the adorable teenage daughter Haley Dunphy on the show. Okay, some things to know about Sarah Hyland. Once again, she is best known for her role on Modern Family. She's also had like a few tiny roles in different films. I kind of see her as being like a Nina Dobrev, Vanessa Hudgens, Hallmark movie, Christmas movie type of person in the future. Lucy Hale, I think she looks a lot like Lucy Hale. She apparently had a role in the film Vampire Academy, and I have to share something with you. It is embarrassing, but I find it funny. When I was a kid, I used to write um, fan fiction online about Vampire Academy. So look at that. The worlds are coming together. She was born in Manhattan and she went to the Professional Performing Arts School in Manhattan. So a little bit different than Julie, who was going to Brown and studying painting. Um, her first ever role was in a film called Private Parts. <laughs> so I'm sorry. What am I? Seven. Okay. And her role in that movie was Howard Stern's daughter. So she started acting from a pretty young age and she also had a few stints on Broadway. Some information, and I want to talk about this because talking about her relationship past and her health is going to be coming up in the blinds. So she dated her co-star on Geek Charming, a guy named Matt Prokop. Prokop, if I'm pronouncing that, what I just can't pronounce things. Anyway, so they met in 2010 and they dated for four years. And in August of 2014, she got a domestic violence restraining order against him for physical and verbal abuse throughout the four years of that relationship. And in October of that year, she had a temporary restraining order and that became permanent. And then she ended up dating Dominic Sherwood, who was her Vampire Academy, hello, and Shadowhunters co-star for two years. And then she dated Wells Adam starting in 2017. Um, and they got engaged in 2019. So interestingly enough, in between those three relationships, there really hasn't been that much downtime. She's kind of always been in a relationship. And just to cover some health issues too, I remember when everything was going on with Selena Gomez and her kidney transplant, I was on YouTube one day and there was a suggested video over to the side and it was Sarah Hyland showing her kidney surgery scar and talking about it. And I was like, oh my God, like, I think it kind of happened around the same time as Selena's issues, but you know, Selena's the bigger star. So not a lot of people I feel like really knew about this. So let's get into some of the issues about her health. So she was diagnosed with kidney dysplasia uh, as a young kid, and she got a kidney transplant from her dad in 2012. Then that kidney failed after a few years, so then she had a second kidney transplant in 2017 that was donated by her younger brother. So she is on a bunch of medicines, uh, like anti-rejection medicines and different steroids, all to make sure that her body keeps the second kidney working. So because of that, and I think she's spoken out about this, she has difficulty with her weight and her muscle mass and things like that. So she's had moments in her career where she's had to be put on bed rest um, and not being able to film and things like that. Then in December of 2018, she was interviewed in Self Magazine and it was this really candid interview where she said that she had contemplated suicide because she felt like she was a burden on her family. Like, I can't even 
fathom getting a kidney from a family member, having it fail, and then needing a kidney from another family member. Um, and she says she blamed herself for her body rejecting her father's kidney. So since birth total, she has gone um, through 16 different surgeries to improve her health. Some of those were the kidney surgeries. Um, and I'm sorry, like, why can I not pronounce these things? A lopper a laparoscopic surgery to treat her endometriosis. So huge journey on that. And um, anyway, just keep in mind the relationship she's had and also um, problems with her health. And now we will get into the blinds. And her blind items are kind of the same as, uh, who is it, who is it, who is it? Okay, if you listen to my episode on Pretty Little Liars, Lucy Hale, Ashley Benson, kind of like that type of troubled blind item story. That's what we're going to be working with here. So we have a couple, of course, about um, drug use and alcohol abuse, things like that, saying that at the Teen Choice Awards, this network star has not been in a blind item in a couple of months. Welcome back. <laughs> Our B-plus list mostly TV actress won the most wasted person during the show award. <laughs> Gotta love how NT puts a little bit of humor into all of these. Um, this was interesting too. There was a blind about her going to the Kentucky Kentucky Derby years ago, saying that blah blah blah. She always finds a place in the blinds with her boorish behavior and was at it again. Apparently, the VIP area where she was ensconced was not VIP enough for her because there were too many regular people there. She also complained about the free champagne and was a general general all around horrible person. What's really interesting too, I see a lot of blinds about celebrities complaining about like the party not being special enough or things like that. So I, I find it funny how those trends pop up. Then we had a bunch of, um, I am not super familiar with bachelor information, but from what I could gather from the blinds, there is a guy named Wells Adams who was on The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise and dating Sarah Hyland for a bit. And the blinds say that he was just cheating on her left, right, and center. So we have a blind saying that she is not only paying for everything in her relationship with her celebrity boyfriend, but she is also getting cheated on. We have another blind saying that this flash-in-the-pan reality star is cheating on his supposed girlfriend. Um, well, she thinks that they are boyfriend and girlfriend. I doubt that she would be happy that he has been hooking up with fans and also with someone who was on a different version of his reality show. Then it kind of seems like they quarantined together uh, and it was really bad timing. And it was basically saying that her longtime boyfriend, she found out that her longtime boyfriend has been cheating on her, but he has nowhere to go, so they are holed up in their house together. And then that was linked to an article about how Sarah Hyland was talking about sh how she is immunocompromised during the coronavirus pandemic. And there were also a few blinds about um, struggling with eating disorders, basically saying that this A-list TV actress from a long-running network, she says that she eats all the time and she can't help it if she's too thin. The six-hour-a-day workouts and the regurgitating of the food eating, eaten probably also contributes to being thin. And then we had another blind item referencing a moment at the iHeartRadio Awards saying that uh, she was at an after-party and would take whatever food was offered by servers, but then immediately just place it down without touching anything. She likes people to think that she is eating, but eats just enough to stay alive, which... I feel like even that is just like, uh, it's just like so triggering. I cannot even imagine the pressure of having to look a certain way in Hollywood. It's just, uh, astronomical. This is what I was talking about before. We have a couple blinds featuring Sarah Hyland and Arielle Winter, aka um, Haley and Alex Dunphy from the show, saying that they were trying to get like a little spinoff situation going after the show ended. So we have one blind saying, there's been a lot of talk about these two co-stars of a hit network show having a spinoff when the series ends. This is looking a lot less likely now with one of the co-stars having a life-threatening illness, and that was Sarah Hyland. And we also have another blind saying that these actresses are on one of the biggest shows in the world right now, but you know how Hollywood works. That one second you're the hottest thing on the face of the earth, and the next you're DJing in Dubai under questionable circumstances. Well, our actresses have realized that, and they've allegedly attempted to line up a reality show for the year after their hit TV show comes to an end. Quote, smart and modern business, a source confides. It's not as if we have a Chris Pratt situation on our hands with these two. <laughs> 
All right, now we're going to talk about Arielle Winter, a.k.a. Alex Dunphy, a.k.a. like the nerdy brainiac uh, trope of a character on Modern Family. Okay, let's talk about some facts about Arielle Winter to start off. Um, she's 24, by the way. I knew she was younger than me, but for some reason I thought, I don't know, I thought she would be around my age. I don't know. So that's interesting. Um, or, or it's deeply not interesting and you already knew it. So let's get into it. She kind of got started actually doing a lot of voice acting on Disney and G Disney Junior shows, which I've always thought literally the, the dream in life. Well, the first dream is to make a career as an ASMR creator where you just brush a microphone and you get paid great money on YouTube. And then the second dream is to be a voice actor because you go into the studio you don't have to dress up, you don't have to watch your weight, anything like that. You speak into a microphone and you get paid and then you get to go par to parties. Like, anyway, I, I think it's fantastic. So that was how she got her start. And then obviously she got on Modern Family. Now, um, interestingly enough, this is not gonna come up in the blind items, but this is talked about in like the actual news and it's a straight up fact is she does not come from that great of a family life, her mom, alleged why do I, I keep saying allegedly because it's a reflex her mom's a shit person let's just say that so in October of 2012 her sister Chanel filed to become her legal guardian saying that her mother had been physically and emotionally abusive and two years later in 2014 which by the way like two years later like are you kidding me anyway the court gave her sister guardianship and removed Ariel from her mother's guardianship whatever. Um, and in 2015, Ariel said on Twitter that she was officially emancipated. And that's interesting too. You hear of a lot of child stars being emancipated from their parents. You hear of a lot of child stars that aren't emancipated from their parents, but should be a la, you know, uh, Millie Bobby Brown and things like that. So anyway, in 2015 too, just a couple months after she said she was emancipated, she underwent a breast reduction surgery. And I talk about this a bit in the blinds, but it was something that a lot of people were talking about because with Modern Family, you had all of these young actors and actresses growing up before our eyes and, you know, like going through puberty on screen. So I remember that was just in the news when I was growing up a lot. So she said on ABC News that it was kind of awkward, you know, of course, to be developing at 12 years old in the public eye, but also she said her condition was, quote, really ostracizing and excruciatingly painful. So she said that the surgery changed the way that she felt about herself physically and emotionally. Um, and she just said that going through that breast reduction surgery felt amazing to, quote, finally feel right. She said, this is how I was supposed to be. So she also got a little bit of attention. I'll be posting these photos on Instagram, but she wore this beautiful gown um, to an award show that revealed her surgical scars. And then she said that after she walked the red carpet, the next day, all of these headlines were just about my cleavage and things like that. And I completely agree with her. Like maybe it's because she acted as, you know, the young nerdy teen and that's how people saw her because it's so easy for people to think that a character and you know, a human actor or actress are the same person. I fall into it too. But I just remember, I don't know, everyone was like so obsessed with headlines about her cleavage and her boobs. And I feel like all of these news media articles thought that they were totally in the right to say that because it's like, oh, is she being too adult? Is she being too adult? And it's like, fuck off. She's not being too adult. She's literally just someone with big boobs and you are the one making it a big deal. Like having big boobs does not mean that you're being provocative or like slutty or something like that. It's just like your body. And <laughs> sorry, I'm like spitting into the microphone. Um, so, you know, I just feel like a lot has changed. That was in like 2016 when that happened. So hopefully we've come a long way. I mean, you know, things still happen in the tabloids, but whatever. Okay. Um, without further ado, let's get into the blinds. And her blind items are kind of the way of Sydney Sweeney in terms of she does so much fucking charity work. It's phenomenal. So first of all, a round of applause to Ariel, Ariel, Ariel. Oh my God. I swear to God, guys, I look up the people's name on YouTube and then I forget. Hold on. Ariel. I just looked it up. Okay. It is Ariel Winter. Alex. <laughs> okay, so let's get into her blinds because um, a round of applause for all of her charity work, which we'll be talking about, but 
also some sad stuff. So here's something that we're going to start off with. And this is just like actual news before we get into the blinds. So according to The Hollywood Reporter, she was only 11 years old when she began her starring role as Alex Dunphy on Modern Family. And her mother would accompany her on set. And people noticed that her mother was saying so many rude comments to Arielle about her weight and her performance, so much so that the producers wanted to ban her from the set and not have her come to set anymore. So she was actually removed from her family home uh, in 2012 due to emotional and physical abuse allegations, and she's been legally emancipated from her parents since 2016. So how crazy is that? So let's run down three of the fantastic, like, kindness charity blinds that we have on Ariel. The first one says that um, she used to be on two shows simultaneously, which is Modern Family and Sophia the First, and she donated every bit of free and bought clothing that she accumulated for two years to a local homeless shelter. She could have gone the way of the reality family and sold it all and kept the money, but that isn't the kind thing to do. Super sweet. We have another blind saying, this A-minus list, mostly TV actress from two hit shows, same shows, (laughs) volunteers her time for a dog charity, and when she works there, she works, hands and knees scrubbing the kennels. Sydney Sweeney also helps out with dog shelters. And the last one here, very quietly, our actress, who has been in the news frequently, despite her very young age, has been making visits to children and hospitals and acting out scenes from her cable show and also singing to them. I have yet to see her trying to get any publicity for this, despite the amount of time that she spends doing it every month. So hats off to Ariel Winter. We also had some blinds about her having moods leaked. So there is one blind saying, this teenage actress from a hit network show has been working forever. I know she's happy to be legal, but there must be 20 different naked selfies of her floating around town. She thinks the people she sends them to would never share them. She is wrong. So that's really sad. And then we had another blind item. The title is Blackmail. It says, if I know about two, then there are probably hundreds. This is getting really serious. And it was basically talking about two actresses. One is Arielle Winter basically saying that um, there was blackmail going along with photos and videos that she had stored in her phone and they were hacked and she was being blackmailed with like, oh, I'm going to send this in a mass email to a bunch of people, blah, blah, blah. Then the blind continues. This one made me a little bit nervous at the end saying, what do both of these women have in common? They both have TikTok. In fact, the British actress really doesn't use social media at all. This was the other actress um, and downloaded the app, but only used it once or twice, but never deleted the app. So I guess the blind is hinting at the end there. We all know if you have TikTok, like you're fucked, you're fucked. I don't read the terms and services and agreements. So anyway, who knows about that? And just like Sarah Highland, we have reports of allegedly Ariel Winter dating someone who's just like a total fucking douchebag to her. I don't even know who this kid is. Levi Medin, Levi Med- Medin, whatever. Maybe you know him. I don't even know him and he sounds like a dick, so I'm not going to learn his name. So whatever. But we have lines about the two of them together, basically saying that he was her long-term boyfriend and that um, she pretends that she was not hooking up with him when she was underage, but she was. And apparently, like Sarah Hyland, she was also paying most of his bills. We also have stories about him cheating on her. We also have stories about him, quote, fat shaming you even when you are super thin. So that's really fucked up. Um, Just a bunch of blinds. I don't even know. Hold on. I'm going to like look him up and see what he looks like. Oh my God. He kind of looks like a blonde Nicholas Holt. And in some of these photos, Ariel Winter kind of looks like Kylie Jenner. Anyway, so there were basically blinds, a bunch of blinds on him, like cheating on her, saying horrible things to her. But then the last blind says, as I told you a week or so ago, the A-list, mostly TV actress from a long running hit, whatever, Modern Family, wised up to what her boyfriend was doing and left him. So shout out to you, Ariel Winter. Now we are going to move on to Sofia Vergara, aka Gloria Pritchett from Modern Family. I am fucking obsessed with Sofia Vergara. She's just so hot. She's so funny. I love every appearance she does on a late night talk show. And typically, like, you know, I watch those talk show interviews and I'm like, this is cringe. It's very obviously planned and canned and fake and ugh. Nothing steams me more when they're like, and you, I mean, you were just in Bermuda last week, weren't you? And then they're like, I, 
you know what I was and can you believe it I have this Bermuda story like locked and ready to go I'm just like shut the fuck up like I hate it I hate it <laughs> anyway but I think Sofia Vergara is like a gem I really like her appearances um on talk show hosts okay so some facts about Sofia Vergara she is 49 years old but she looks and I feel like she will always perpetually look like she is 30 you know I just there's that Backstreet Boys song that's like God must have spent a little bit more time on you I think it's Backstreet Boys and that's how I feel about Sofia Vergara um she is Colombian and I like that they have her in the show Modern Family also be from Colombia and there's this funny line that I just have always remembered where Jay is talking to her and she's getting mad at him and she's like what because in Colombia we trip over goats and we kill people in the street do you know how offensive that is it's like you're saying that we're Peruvians I just always thought that was so funny a little bit about her background which I found interesting um she initially studied dentistry for three years at the National University of Columbia but she left two semesters away from graduating because she wanted to pursue opportunities in modeling and show business how crazy it kind of makes sense because I feel like dental assistants are like always hot you know <laughs> I could see her being like a hot dental assistant but I'm I'm glad she did what she did this is insane so in 1998 her older brother Raphael was murdered during an attempt to kidnap him not wanting to be caught up in the unrest that resulted in the murder she emigrated to the United States settling in Miami Florida so I mean to me that's crazy and it's also crazy to read it just as two sentences in Wikipedia when it's so Sophia was scouted she was discovered by a photographer while she was walking on the beach in Colombia um which I think is so fun I think other Victoria's Secret models like I think Miranda Kerr and Candace Swanepoel were also scouted just like IRL which you hear that happening back in the day <laughs> and not anymore um okay she her, her first appearance within modeling was when she was age 17 and it was for a Pepsi commercial that aired in Latin America in 2011 she was named the face of cover girl remember how her and Ellen DeGeneres were both cover girls at the same time and they used to do those segments on her show where they would be like cover girl cover girl cover girl anyway that's <laughs> that's what I remember a lot of um this is pretty interesting she was the highest earning woman in US television um, in 2012 earning 19 million dollars for the previous 12 months that she had been working which is crazy she was also named people's magazines 50 most beautiful people I feel like that's accurate I feel like they always fuck it up with the men right like I feel like they've put some men on like the sexiest man alive cover that just did not work like Paul Rudd is cute I don't think he's the sexiest man alive and who's that like country guy who's dating Gwen Stefani, Blake Shelton. Didn't they have him as Sexiest Man Alive? Like, I'm sorry, absolutely not, whatever. Um, so yeah, she did very, very well as Gloria Pritchett. She also, in 2014, she became a band and brass, a brand ambassador for Head & Shoulders Anti-Dandruff Shampoo. I have always had dandruff. I remember seeing her in a commercial and being like, hot people can have dandruff? This is like amazing. Okay, some more information. Sofia Vergara actually has naturally blonde hair. I'll be posting some photos this week on Instagram, but I thought that was very interesting. I love like Emma Stone also naturally having blonde hair and not being a redhead. I just, I don't know. When you see someone with one look for so long, I find it fascinating to find out that is not natural. Um, so she was married at the age of 18 to her high school sweetheart, Joe. They had a son together and then they divorced and then she was engaged to another boyfriend. They called it off and then she became engaged to the hot, hot Joe Mangianello. Man God, whatever. I just can't say things. He's the hot guy. He was in True Blood. He was in Magic Mike, things like that. Um, and they became engaged after dating just for six months, which is interesting. Something that I did not know is that she was diagnosed with thyroid cancer in 2000. So she had her thyroid removed. She went uh, through therapy. She made a full recovery and she takes medication now to prevent hydrothyroidism. There we go. Phew. There's also a little bit of a crazy, scandalous story that I'm probably completely going to fuck up, so please look it up yourself, but 
this is about a legal dispute she was in. I told you she had that high school boyfriend she married, then they divorced, then there was another boyfriend named Nick Loeb that they were engaged, but she called off the wedding. And this lawsuit has to do with this guy, Nick. So from 2015 to 2017, there was this legal dispute. Basically, Sophia had two fertilized embryos that were produced in vitro fertilization when she was in a relationship with him. The embryos were kept, you know, uh, in however the fuck you keep them. They were, like, stored, whatever. Then, after the couple had split, Nick filed a lawsuit, and he was like, I want custody of these embryos. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Then he actually dropped that lawsuit because the court was like, he had to identify two different women that he had gotten pregnant and then he made them get abortions. So then I think the court was like, you're not allowed to take custody of these embryos because you made women get abortions. Allegedly, I think. Please look it up. Anyway, then a new lawsuit was filed against Sophia, a right to life lawsuit, basically saying they also named her embryos. They named her embryos Emma and Isabella. And they were basically like, this lawsuit is to give the embryos a chance to develop using a surrogate, car- uh, surrogate carrier to be born and like all of this stuff, which um, is just crazy. Nick, her, you know, the guy that she was engaged to and then called off the wedding, he wrote that keeping these embryos frozen forever is tantamount to killing them in an op-ed in the New York Times. So it turned into like this whole thing, basically saying that like they were trying to say, oh, Sophia, if you keep these embryos frozen then you are like (laughs) abandoning and neglecting the embryos and like they have a right to live and things like that i find it a little bit insane like you're naming an embryo what in the fuck fresh fuck anyway so look it up if you want to we are now going to get into the blinds some of the blinds that we're going to get into i think are just um racist and incorrect so i will just be mentioning them but like not really reading them all right let's get into this one this is hilarious. There there have been a bunch of blind items about female celebrities in Hollywood getting Botox in their feet, so then that way they can wear high heels for longer without it, like, hurting their feet, which honestly, you know, like, makes sense, but... <laughs> Sofia Vergara is allegedly one of those women who is getting um, Botox put into her feet. This blind says, for the past four consecutive days, this foreign-born A-list, mostly TV actress, has had lunch at her favorite store with a guy who is not her husband. Apparently, things are very cozy between the pair. And we also had another blind saying, the foreign-born A-list, mostly TV actress, has been cheating on her husband while he is away. Also involved is that, quote, relative who stays at the home. Mm. Mm. So, there's something... We had another blind saying, uh, the foreign-born A-list, blah, 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 she received $75,000 to wear a pair of jeans for the day. Isn't it just crazy? You read some stuff about celebrities and even influencers, and you're like, oh my god, at a certain point, you just get paid to exist. You know what I mean? Absolutely insane. And then we also had a post about Sofia Vergara not quite adhering to pandemic uh, COVID quarantine rules, saying that she had a party at her house for almost two dozen friends and no caterers were available because, you know, it was a fucking pandemic. So she brought in two chefs without telling them how many people were coming. So um, maybe good on a talk show maybe not that great IRL. Who knows? These are all alleged. There were also a bunch of blinds about her having connections to the Mexican drug cartel and El Chapo. But I don't know. To me, it just doesn't call me crazy. It just doesn't really ring true. Also, she grew up in Colombia, not Mexico. So I don't know. You know, feel free to Google around if you want, but it just wasn't really striking my heart. Okay. This next one is about to blow my mind. This is probably the most surprising person that I found blinds on when I was researching this. Jesus Christ. It is about Eric Stone Street, a.k.a. Cam. And everyone loves Cam from Modern Family. He was like, he's probably everyone's favorite character. He's just so funny. He's so cheery. He's so dramatic and emotional. I was really surprised to find out that he's straight in real life. Um, but Jesse, who plays Mitchell, is gay in real life. A little bit about Eric Stone Street. He was born in Kansas, which is funny because they always have Cam being, like, from the Midwest. He was born in Kansas City, and he 
During his childhood, he wanted to become a clown. The whole thing, the storyline about Fizbo and Modern Family, it's true. So as a child, oh my god, this creeps me out. He created a clown character named Fizbo, and at age 11, he was performing at six and seven-year-old birthday parties. He says about it, quote, I don't know where the name Fizbo came from. I do know one day that's what my dad was calling me, and that's the name that I printed on my business cards. So, um, I don't know. I guess he had clown business cards or something like that, whatever. Um, he graduated from college with a degree in sociology. Oh my god, me too. Obviously, he played Cam Tucker on Modern Family. He was also on episodes of CSI, Nip Tuck, West Wing, um, just American Horror Story, Monk, Bones, a bunch of different things. He made his film debut in Almost Famous as a desk clerk. I don't know if anyone has also seen that fun movie with Kate Hudson. I really like that. He was kind of also another breakout star from the Modern Family series. Um, he got three Golden Globe nominations, and I think he won, he won three Emmys. No, 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 he won two Emmys about the work that he did in Modern Family. He is, like, really into sports. Uh, you know, I'd tell you more if I could. I just don't know much about sports. But I think he's, like, involved with NASCAR events. And I think he's, like, bought a little bit. He's, like, a part-time owner of the Kansas City football team. Um, okay. And let's get into the blinds because the blinds are going to shock you. Oh, my God. Basic... I'm going to sound insane reading these because you would not expect Cam to be like this. But whatever. Let's just get into it. I have written about three or four other cast members of this long-running network comedy, but I believe this is a first for the A-list actor on the show, who has this folksy kind of image that he likes to portray, but enjoys only being with women who want to be humiliated and degraded. And that's Eric Stone Street, and he dated Charlize Theron, Bethany Frankel, and Lindsay Schwitzer? I don't know who that one is. Um, so that's, that's interesting. Then we also have more blinds about his relationship with Bethany Frankel, saying that the real housewife might have a boyfriend and a lot of money, but she really wants to move off housewives and reality and get into acting. So she's hooking up with this B-list, mostly TV actor from a very hit network show because he says that he can get her on a scripted show. We had another blind about him being not so great, saying that he is on a hit network comedy, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, he's developing a reputation for treating female extras on his show like crap unless they hit on him or flirt with him. And that's about Eric Stone Street. Another one about Bethany Frankel and Eric Stone Street says this is about um, Skinny Girl is in parentheses for this one which is a reference to, I'm pretty sure, like, a, a brand that she has. So it says, When you heard that this super skinny female celebrity was dating this big actor, did you think that it was an odd coupling? After all, she has always been so body conscious. Her past bows tended to be either thin or buff guys. This guy's just so opposite. Well, you can stop wondering about her motivation. We found out that she's looking to expand her brand to include a healthy men's line. She wants to dramatically transform the TV actor so she will have a walking advertisement of what her brand can do. No, we don't know if he is aware of her plan. There were also a few more blinds that sometimes I feel like since the podcast, I feel like back in the day I used to just say insane blinds because it was just fun. And now that it's growing, I feel like I need to be a little bit more careful. So I'm not going to read all of the other ones about Eric Stone Street, but just know that there are just some more graphic ones about him being not the nicest to women. And it, it very much surprised me. All right, up next, we have Nolan Gould, who played, um, uh, my God, Luke, Luke Dunphy, the young boy that we talked about who was like a genius. And there are a couple of blinds about him hinting at like maybe he is going to be coming out sometime soon. Um, he starred as a gay teen in Logic's new music video and things like that. So that's just something. Let's see if it comes true in a couple of years. But that was really it. Up next, we have Ed O'Neill, who played Jay Pritchett on the show, the patriarch of the family. So <laughs> this is one blind saying that uh, he was noticeably missing for some recent press of the show, Modern Family. He doesn't care and is just gliding through the last season or so of the show, and he knows no one is going to fire him. He just doesn't care. Honestly, the show went on for 11 seasons. He was already a seasoned actor. I probably would have done the same thing. I think I would have done the same thing. Okay. This next blind, I don't believe it myself. Feel free to believe whatever you want to believe. I think it's fucking insane. 
think it's weird. I also, I will, I just, no, I, no. Okay. So it's about allegedly Ed O'Neill and Sarah Hyland, who plays Haley on the show. When you are working on a television show, the hours are very long and people get to know each other very well. Ew, I like already feel sick. Some get to know each other even more than normal. <laughs> Am I okay? I like, ugh, okay. This new hit network show is one of my favorites, and if you have seen it, then it's probably one of your favorites, too. Well, on the show, there is a C-list actor who really has a B-list body of work. He is married and has been for a while. Also on the show is an actress who is much, much younger than our actor, but it hasn't stopped them from spending every free moment together in his trailer. She is legal. Barely. Now, this allegedly could be about them. I just don't think it is. Also, I don't think he's a C-list actor, so, like, let's all write that one off together. I'm not nuts about it. Okay, Ty Burrell, aka Phil Dunphy. I love Phil. I love Phil so much on the show. My family and I quote Phil lines all the time. WTF, why the face, things like that. So there was only one blind about Ty Burrell, and it's kind of exactly what you would expect. And it was from Blind Gossip in 2013. It says, this show and its actors have been nominated for Golden Globe Awards more than once. One of the stars of this show told the story about what happened to their co-star at last year's Golden Globe Awards. Apparently, this handsome and quirky TV actor was so drunk by the end of last year's show that he was stumbling all over the lobby of the Hilton. The good news? He is a happy drunk. Whenever someone came up with him to take a photo, he would emphatically yell, of course I will take a photo with you. Of course I will. Get over here. And then he would bring the person into the shot and then use one of his long arms to take the photo. He would hug and kiss them for the photo. And after it was done and they were walking away, he would yell at them across the lobby. Hey, thank you for taking a picture with me. He had everyone in the lobby giggling at his antics. He is just a genuinely nice person and grateful for his success. Success. He did make it to one after party, but he was so wasted that he had to literally be carried out of the party with one arm around a family member and the other one around one of his co-stars. In case you were wondering, yes, he was there this year too, much more sober, and he got through the entire evening standing on his own two feet. Up next, we have Jesse Tyler Ferguson, who played Mitchell Pritchett in the show. This A-list, mostly TV actor from a very long hit-running network ensemble is such a diva at this point that even the person who has to act opposite of him, the lovely Eric Stone Street, is frequently wondering if there could be some kind of storyline change where he would not have to be around the other actor as much. <laughs> so, okay. The other blind about him. I wish I could write this in his voice, but I'm not that good. Anyway. This actor has been on this network comedy for what seems like forever. When all of this ends, he will continue to slide down the ladder. He was having lunch with a friend the other day when a paparazzo came up and asked if the actor was ready. The actor said yes and told the friend not to worry. It would only take a second. The paparazzo grabbed a pro I'm sorry, dropped a product on the middle of the table and took some photos. He then grabbed the product and walked away. So <laughs> there's Jesse Tyler Ferguson calling the paparazzi on himself. This one was pretty interesting. This was about Manny from the show, who plays Rico Rodriguez. This young actor has a big role on a hit primetime TV show. He also has the salary to match. So it's a little surprising that he was caught shoplifting several bottles of brightly colored nail polish from a drugstore last week. He was not arrested, but he was brought into a back office and grilled by the management. He said the polish wasn't for him, although he did appear to have traces of old nail polish on his own nails, and that he had done it on a dare. He seemed genuinely remorseful, so they eventually let him go without a warning. And no, he never played the don't you know who I am card. Although he could have. He is that recognizable. All right, that is mostly it for the cast of Modern Family. Um, I would say I come away from this thinking um, Sofia Vergara, allegedly a cheater. Um, Sarah Hyland and Ariel Winter just getting cheated on, so I hope they don't date Sophia. I walk away from this thinking Eric Stone Street, not that great of a guy, and Jesse Tyler Ferguson, a little bit of a diva. So it's very interesting. Um, I'll be curious to see what other people go on to do after this, but I'm pretty sure, like, if you were on Modern Family, you probably don't need to have a job for the rest of your life if you're being smart with your money. That's what I would think. So we have a little bit of extra time so let's kind of get into some trending celebrity topics i feel like we haven't had time for these in a couple of weeks so let's do a little roundup 
First, we have news. Leonardo DiCaprio has invested in an eco-friendly champagne brand. So there's this champagne brand where they use like 100% renewable electricity to lower the environmental footprint. And he like made a big stink about investing in it. Blah, blah, blah. I have to say, I'm a little bit fucking sick of this. I watched the Netflix movie, Don't Look Up, which, you know, was pretty on the nose about global warming and things like that. And stop stop using a private jet. Like if you are going to make a big stink about the environment and do all of these things, it's, I don't know, let me know your thoughts on it. But I was vegan for about three years. Um, and I ended up, you know, because being vegan is, it's the biggest thing that one individual can do to help the environment. Because I feel like we live in such a guilty, shamey world of like marketing and branding and people not talking about this issue correctly when they're like, God damn it, if you use a plastic straw, you physically have strangled a turtle. Meanwhile, if, you know, one restaurant took one meat item off of their menu, they would do more for the environment than all of the plastic straws they could possibly have at their restaurant. You know, it's it's just interesting to look at things that way. So I get really frustrated with Leonardo DiCaprio having this badge of honor as being like this fantastic environmental guy when one of the worst things you can do as an individual is fly on a private jet. I almost feel guilty myself when I'm on a commercial plane because I know how bad that is for the environment. So many celebrities are private jetting everywhere. I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift has two and sometimes she'll send a private jet down to go pick up Joe where he's like filming some um, whatever the fuck that TV show is in whatever country he was filming it in. Oh my God, I just, I'm not being ignorant. I'm just stupid and I can't think of it right now. It's south of Florida. You know what? I'll look it up. Panama. There we go. Panama Canal. I should have remembered that. Anyway, but like sending one private jet to pick up your, I don't know. I just find it really, really fucking annoying when celebrities try to kind of lecture the individual on what they should do when like their one private jet, <laughs> like to make up for that, you would have to have, I don't know, like a thousand people not take a vacation and go on a commercial flight because you just flew on that. So I don't know. I'm a little bit over Leonardo DiCaprio's whole thing. So also in the news is that Pete Davidson created an Instagram and then he deleted his Instagram after he posted a photo and of course it was swarmed by Kanye trolls and things like that. Let me first state, I don't agree with Kanye West and I don't agree with what he's doing. That being said, I look at everything happening in pop culture from this lens of PR and what's the motive behind things and why are people doing it and I think Pete did not start an Instagram with the purest intentions. Not that he did it for evil or anything. It's like nothing's so black and white as that. I just think it's a little bit interesting, isn't it? If Kanye West is on Instagram making all of these memes about you, calling you skeet, completely harassing you, why in the fuck would you decide to get on Instagram? You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure he got on Instagram to kind of boost the name. He knew what was going to happen. He got harassed and then he deleted it. And then like his name's in the headline. And, you know, it's kind of like a little bit of a victim narrative. I'm not saying that like Pete did anything wrong. I just think, isn't that stupid? Like if Kanye West is attacking you on Instagram and you haven't had an Instagram for a long time, what would compel you to be like, I think now is a good time to join social media. I'm not saying he did anything wrong. Obviously Kanye is the bad guy in this situation. I just find it so in like, why the hell would you get on Instagram, especially when you haven't had it before? So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Things have definitely taken a turn for the worse. Kim is asking the lawyers and the court to rush up her divorce because she wants to be divorced as soon as possible. And she's, you know, legitimately getting harassed by Kanye. Um, I think this will be interesting. I'm also going to keep looking because I don't know if this is going to continue after his album has dropped. So I think things are either going to get worse or better and we'll just see what happens. One of my favorite people to talk about in the blind items is Elon Musk, and apparently he has a new girlfriend, Natasha Bassett. So allegedly they've been dating for a couple of months, but they are already in a monogamous relationship. I had on my celebrity bingo card that he would date someone who's openly right wing. So 
she better be going out to lunch with Julie Bowen soon, otherwise I am not going to get that bingo card slotted off. She's an Australian actress. She first came into the spotlight playing Britney Spears in Britney Ever After. And then she's also starring in Elvis, um, which is going to be opening up in the summer. So Elon Musk uh, is 50. He was dating Grimes before, who's 33. Natasha is 24, so he's just going younger and younger. And it's interesting, she is a brunette, and I'm going to be very curious to see if she ends up going blonde, or at least a lighter brunette. I don't know if you also read that, I'd say like hit piece, but kind of like autobiographical piece that his first wife, Justine, wrote about him. It is savage. I will link it on Instagram, but basically she's talking all about how she met Elon Musk in college and how it changed once he started to make more money and get more famous and how he always wanted her to dye her hair brighter blonde, brighter blonde, brighter blonde. And then she said that she was a first, you know, a starter wife who got traded in. And then Elon Musk ended up dating Tallulah Riley, and she was a brunette when Elon met her. And then later on, she was blonde. And the first wife, you could just tell that she was like, oh, I know that Elon told her to dye her hair blonde because he was always telling me to go lighter and lighter. So I'm a little creep. I'm just going to be waiting to see if Natasha ends up going from, you know, a chestnut color to more of a honey one. Okay, that is it for this week. Thank you so, so much for listening. I am very excited. We're going to have a lot of very cool people on um, over the next upcoming month to talk about a lot of very cool things. Super duper cool, the coolest. And I am excited to say that next week we are going to have Kardashian Colloquium from TikTok on, and we will be doing blind items on the Kardashians, the Jenners, just kind of talking about everything going on with that like crazy fucked up family and what our thoughts are about it. And the blind items on them, you know, like, of course, they're uh, insane. And a lot of them have been revealed over time, but I'm really excited to get into like the psychology of that family and where brand ends and family begins and how they blur the lines and all of that stuff. So I'm excited for that next week. Thank you for tuning in this week and I will see you soon. Bye guys. Um.